Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself begin our discussion on one of our favorite topics, vocation. Welcome to Being Lutheran. Uh, all right. Uh, forget how to do this? Yes. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Who's here? I, I didn't know what call. to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> Roll call. Roll call. <laughs> I think all of us uh, are like Mickey, wanting, well, Donald. Well, all of us want to get through the roll call so that we can say the one word uh, yeah. that's yes. on the forefront say, of our mind. Say it with me. Because we're entering into yes. this long series and it's called Vocation. Vocation. Took us 132 episodes to get here and we are not going to leave. And it's going to take us leave. another 132 <laughs> wait, wait to get through it. Do you mean our whole list of episodes wasn't about vocation? No, it's just it set was. up for this. Oh, okay. It's okay. just set up for this. So yeah, I'm Pastor Jason Goodham. Yes, sorry for dropping the ball on this, Pastor Brett Bow, and... I forget who I am. The, the first no, leg, the first leg of the... No. Yep. But isn't this cool? I mean, we've joked about it, and and we've coined these, our little vocation <laughs> phrase, which you just shared with us that people were coming up to you yeah. saying, vocation, yes. <laughs> everybody say it now. And so if we go through any yeah. of these episodes and we don't say the word vocation, write us yes. and we will pay you something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, a Brian Ricky. Jason, yeah, right. <laughs> Jason and I will cook you a, a yeah. meal, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you what, this has been animating my entire week. I have mm-hmm. been looking forward to talking about You're like this. a kid on Christmas. Oh, Open my up goodness. the gifts. Is, it's know? like me talking about yeah. the Trinity. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. assurance of salvation and vocation. Yeah. Just distill it mm-hmm. down to the bare bones and we get to talk about it. Yeah. This, is, mm-hmm. uh, this is the end. And so the, the interesting thing is that this part of the catechism mm-hmm. wasn't even in the original catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the table of duties was added about a year later, mm-hmm. and the table of duties, as I've been reading, because uh, for my um, current program that I'm in, I'm doing a project on catechesis. Mm-hmm. So I've been reading a lot about the history of the catechism and so on and so forth. Uh, the table of duties is a really poor translation of Luther's heading in mm-hmm. the German. It's actually the table of callings. Which is ah, where we I get like that. vocation. Wow. Yeah, that um, word calling. Mm-hmm. So the table of duties, uh, and, and another thing is for for smaller denominations like the AFLC, we have our own catechism, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we hold to the original publication of the catechism mm-hmm. and not the updates that were made later. So the table of duties isn't even in our versions of the catechism. Mm-hmm. Table of duties is just simply a list of Bible verses right. that Luther made to various callings or vocations to help us think about Mm-hmm. what the word of God says to certain responsibilities. We could call yeah. it the table of get-tos because we're free yeah, in Christ. Hey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> table of vocation. The yeah. table of vocation. The vocation table. And, uh, yeah, be better. <laughs> you know, table of duties has advice for parents, children, employers, employees, yeah. youth, widows, all people, clergy, uh, civil government, what churches are responsible to for their mm-hmm. pastors, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And we'll spend a little bit of time talking right. about that. And, and all of those are, are paired together. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, vocation they're comes in pairs. pairs. Yep. yep. The vocation comes in pairs because you have a neighbor and your neighbor has you as a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, in the end, the teaching that explodes from this is vocation. And that's mm-hmm. where we're going to be spending most of our time. We've got so many episodes lined up already. Yeah. And for a group that we don't do a whole lot of show prep, 
we, we've got this lined up and scripted out really mm-hmm. well. We're hoping to bring in another special guest at the end of the arc mm-hmm. that we'll announce later on again because of scheduling difficulties. We don't want to, you know, get out in front of things and <laughs> it <would> fall apart. <laughs> um, but man, super excited for this mm-hmm. section. This will probably be the longest individual topic we've done so far and might be the longest one we spend time mm-hmm. on throughout the entire arc of what we're originally talking about on the Being Lutheran podcast. Mm-hmm. And if I could ex- just like s- express the giddiness of Jason <laughs> yeah, as he's right. saying I'm, that. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm literally vibrating in my chair right now. I'm so happy to be talking about this. So as we enter yeah. into it, listener, say it with us. Vocation. We need a, a soundboard button for this. Oh, yeah. That's my job. Uh, yeah. Come on, producer. <laughs> doing it. I love it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. It's good. Yeah, and I, I guess as we do start on this and... I, you know, we mean, maybe need to be a little bit careful on defining what it is at first mm-hmm. and not jumping ahead of us. And maybe if you've been listening to us for the last number of episodes or for a while, you kind of get it. But um, one of the things that I want to start with a little bit here is to make sure that uh, the gospel comes through in yep. vocation, uh, because if we're very, if we're not careful, vocation maybe turns into a, just a whole bunch of law and, and crushing guilt in a it, sense. It does, and um, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes of a lot of Christian American mm-hmm. churches is they kind of give you this punch list of things that you're supposed to do, and, and it, it does yeah. almost feel like, oh, I have to do this. But vocation in its truest theological sense is I get to do this. I want mm-hmm. to do this right. because of what Christ has done for me right. out of the assurance of faith, out of resting in the freedom of Christ Jesus. Sure. This is what we we get to do mm-hmm. because I think part of what you're getting into is who needs our good works? Who needs yeah. Yeah, that? Right. And yeah. once we understand that and we understand vocation from a biblical standpoint, mm-hmm. then we understand that it is always an I get to or I want to. Mm-hmm. And strictly speaking, just to be clear yes. on our theology, yep. vocation is in the realm of the law. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there, there's a lot of interaction. So first sure. apart, we, 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 you know, we've already mentioned it once today, but just you have the dichotomy, the two parts of the Christian life for assurance of salvation and vocation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so from that perspective, vocation is the law lived out in the life of the believer, mm-hmm. uh, informed by and under the reality of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so without vocation or without assurance of salva- salvation, vocation is impossible. Yeah. The mm-hmm. other thing is understanding how vocation interacts with the law. On the one hand, vocation gives us opportunities for self-examination because the law puts boundaries on our vocation to to help us assess how we're doing. And so yeah. in, in vocation, the law is always going to be accusing us of failing in our vocations. And yeah. that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's how it was designed to do. But strictly speaking, in theologically speaking, vocation is in the realm of the third use of the law. Mm-hmm. Is how are we handling the law as believers, mm-hmm. as those who have been forgiven, yeah. as those whose salvation is determined not on how we behave, mm-hmm. but on the the behavior and completed work of Christ in our place on the cross and in the empty tomb. And so again, there's that I get to, and really when it comes down to it, you brought up good works. It's that vocation is the acknowledgement and the confession that we're not working for our own benefit. No. And that's mm-hmm. again, rounds us back to the assurance of right. salvation. Well, which, and, and if, oh, go yeah, ahead. Oh, I guess it may be a lot of our listeners have come from being burned by the the greater evangelical churches that, you know, s- seven steps to yep. uh, healthy families or, you know, I don't know, things like that where there was 
not that coming from, we are assured by God's grace, and then this is how we live it out in light of that. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, one of the big aha moments was a few years ago coming up to being able to express that the dichotomy mm-hmm. of the Christian life is assurance of salvation and vocation. Without assurance of salvation, vocation is impossible mm-hmm. because you're working for your own credit in competition with others' good works mm-hmm. so that you either look better or look worse or they're indebted to you or whatever. And without vocation, assurance of salvation doesn't produce the Christian life. Yeah. It, assurance of salvation, the, 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 the gospel is what creates a Christian. It's the good mm-hmm. news. It has mm-hmm. eternity, but the gospel doesn't tell us how to live as believers. Yeah. The, the gospel delivers something to us, but it doesn't instruct. Yeah. And so you need those two parts. Mm-hmm. And, and to the end, American Christianity, generic mm-hmm. American Christianity, what instead of pairing those two together consistently, mm-hmm. what they do is one and then the other. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with American Christianity. I think another thing, like if you think of like you know Second Timothy three mm-hmm. sixteen, where all scriptures breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for correction, for it's also profitable for for worship. Yeah. You know, as we look at at Colossians two, where the the law is disarmed and nailed to the cross of Christ, the legal demands of the law, they they they're moved from our accusatory record of wrongs to ten ways in which I'm talking about the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. ten ways in which we now worship God in the freedom of Christ, and so. I think part of the third use of the law, yes, it always convicts us and continues to to drive us to the foot of the cross in that cyclical mm-hmm. picture of sanctification, sanctification. Yeah. you know, that yep. we talk about, but also how we worship God. And I think that's one of the beautiful ways of looking at the Ten Commandments and the freedom of Christ Jesus. These are ten ways now I get to worship as loving my neighbor as myself, mm-hmm. as declaring the excellencies of Christ uh, who has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light, living as a living sacrifice, on and on mm-hmm. and on and on. And so. I think worship is an excellent context to kind of launch the discussion of vocation mm-hmm. and with yeah. the evangelical church, yep. the American church. I don't like saying evangelical because it's not yeah. a denomination and Lutherans kind of talk about it like it is. Right. I prefer instead of using evangelicalism or the evangelical church, the generic American church. Yeah, you know, we've good way talked about it. it. It's If you were to just think of a Apart from a denomination, your average American church, what you're going to experience if you walked into, mm-hmm. you know, XYZ community church mm-hmm. in, in every town, USA, zip code one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> you know, one of those things. Mail it a letter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you're going to see is the that worship has an entirely different focus, like mm-hmm. what you said, Brian. So worship, if they're having one of their evangelical outreaches, you're going to see a heavy emphasis on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're going to preach Jesus, but for their church body, as soon mm-hmm. as they're focused on the Christians that are there, what happens is that the cross goes away yeah. entirely. Yep. And it's let's a, get down to brass tacks. So. Yes, it's it's yeah. a law based Christianity yeah, without right. the assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. So you do end up with seven steps to a better marriage, mm-hmm. eight biblical principles for investing wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nine ways right. to tell if you're wholly committed to God in yeah. your life. And so I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is. I don't want this to be, well, this is just a Lutheran version of this, but no. it's something completely different. It is Lutheran, but it's completely it's, different than... It's completely different than all that. Again, it's vocation is always served mm-hmm. with the gospel. It's the gospel that frees us to love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's the gospel like, that... Like Brian always yeah, says, exactly. we get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the get yeah. to. See, that's the, that's the part that... So I'm not... You know, the one thing we don't want to say is that 
that we're the only ones that have it right. So we, we don't want to come across yeah, that well, way. But, I, but <laughs> <laughs> the views of Jason Goodham are not that of no. yeah, right. but, but you know, but on the same sense, yeah. there there I think there's a bit of a lethargy or a laziness, I think honestly, in some pastors to not rightly divide mm-hmm. long gospel yeah. and to mingle that and I do think it's dangerous. Not that seven you know, practical things yeah. for a marriage can't be bad, but mm-hmm. if it's not couched properly in the freedom and the victory mm-hmm. of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, yep. it does become works righteousness. It becomes the I have to part mm-hmm. instead of doing it as an act of worship. Yep. And it's it's that bridegroom imagery that we maybe sometimes take for granted in scripture, that vocation is really giving yourself as the bride to the bridegroom mm-hmm. freely. Mm-hmm. And that is worship. Yeah. And I think if we can see it that way, I think it changes our perspective. And I think that it really kind of really checks our motivation at the door. Like, am I doing this because I'm feeling better about myself or because I'm looking good? Or am I really doing it out of a heart to worship Christ because mm-hmm. of what he's done for me? Mm-hmm. We'll never have that perfect. Our motives will always be mixed because we're sinners. Yeah, right. But I think it's a healthy thing to check those motives. Mm-hmm. I think it's a healthy thing because that's another use of the law. Yeah. yeah, It's how the law functions in our life. And I think... At this point, what we want to do probably is take a step back before we get too far down the say, rabbit hole. I was going to say, we've gotten about halfway <laughs> through this episode, and I feel like we need to maybe define... Yeah. What is it? Yeah, like, what is it? My brain is going it? a thousand different yeah, ways. I know, and... <laughs> like, so, pretend, uh, Jason and Brian, pretend I'm Joe Blow I feel bad Baptist. Joe Blow should be a Lutheran. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I've, I'm hearing you say this word all the time. Yep. What in the world are you talking about? Give me like an elevator... Well, 30 second definition. Well, we have a 30 second definition and we're going to go on a bigger definition. I think it's sure, helpful right? for our I discussion. I just want to start yeah. that way. Yeah. For our discussion, we'll talk about what vocation is, but then we also need to talk about what vocation isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what vocation is, is simply serving God by serving your neighbor in the areas that God has placed you in right now. Mm-hmm. Understanding that your neighbor is your your wife, your children, yeah. your family, those yeah. in your church, yeah. uh, etc. So, so yeah, to to I to really flesh that out, uh, there's kind of two questions mm-hmm. we need to clear up to define vocation sure. better. The first one is who needs my good works, mm-hmm. and the second one is who is my neighbor. That's the big yeah. question from the Good Samaritan, right? Mm-hmm. So the who needs my good works, you already brought that up, Brian. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have three options for the person <laughs> that can be the benefactor of your good works. Mm-hmm. You do your good works for God. That's American Christianity 101 right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, you do your good works for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's Roman Catholicism mm-hmm. 101 right there, or really any religion of the law. Or you do your good works for your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You break it down scripturally, it becomes very simple and succinct. Does God need your good works? And uh, it's so interesting. I love that question because the answer is a big fat no. Mm-hmm. God doesn't, doesn't he need, demand it. You know, well, he, yeah. There's a difference between God demanding okay. good okay. works and God needing good works. It's the nuance of language is so beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. God does not need you. Yeah. God. God is not incomplete without you. Uh, he is. He doesn't need your worship. He doesn't need. He, he's not lucky that. He doesn't say you complete me. He he didn't pick you for his team in kickball because he needed you uh, for something. Uh, yeah, he's not your wayward boyfriend mm-hmm. or girlfriend yep. that is pining after you. We were you. called to pastors because mm-hmm. he needs us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It. 
God does not need you. The, the, a great passage, Psalm 50, God has yeah. the cattle on a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has everything he needs. This is one of the attributes of God that in his person, yep. he is complete. And there's that differentiation that he is worthy versus he's needy. I think mm-hmm. of the triumphal entry, mm-hmm. you know, as as the Pharisees came up in Luke and said, hey man, stop them from saying these things. Stop them from praising Hosanna, Hosanna. And Jesus is like, if they didn't do it, the rocks would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, not that Jesus needed it. It's just because he's worthy. Oh. It's, yeah, this is complete perspective. I think American Christianity has got this upside down because not only do we, we, I was going to say it might be a new concept to yeah, we, think of God not needing our new, our works. Well, God not needing our good works, but then it's, you know, the American Christian church goes to church to do something for God. Mm-hmm. The focus of the American, the generic American Christian worship service is on me mm-hmm. drumming up something to for give to God. God. Sure. That's the the entire focus again of the generic church is the praise and worship element of what's going on at church because yeah. we are serving God mm-hmm. and doing something for Him. Now, how defeating and deflating is it to sit back and think, "Oh, God doesn't even need that," mm-hmm. you know? And <laughs> it, it really just obliterates our sense of yeah. value and self worth yep. and importance. But if your God needs something, yeah. your God is too small. Well, yeah. that, and it also, it really exposes how we begin to see or use our own pride mm-hmm. to justify the idea that God needs us. Mm-hmm. It really humbles us oh. to, to the fact that it's like, okay, then why am I doing this? What is the motive behind me, you know, worshiping through the Ten Commandments? Loving well, my neighbor as myself. And it's it. there's a corrupted in the American church, and I'm not even going to nail it on one strain mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not the Calvinists or the Arminians or anyone, but somewhere along the line into the American church crept into this notion that God created us because he needed us, because mm-hmm. he was lonely, because he was incomplete. Not true. Mm-hmm. Right? So... God does not need my mm-hmm. good works, okay? This is basic Reformation Christianity right here. Yeah, I hope right. most of the audience would get it. Yeah. We don't need our good mm-hmm. works. And mm-hmm. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. By grace you have been saved through faith. Yeah. This is not a result of works so right. that no one may boast. Right? So this is kind of a discussion of what's the relationship of justification and sanctification. Yep. And, and spiritually speaking, mm-hmm. and eternally speaking, your good works have zero value to you. Mm-hmm. you know? Now, as I said, spiritually, towards eternally your speaking, towards your yeah. justification, mm-hmm. towards your returning. Now, there will be temporal benefits to your good works. You will receive benefit of better relationships. Mm-hmm. You, you might receive a temporal benefit of, you know, a sense of self-actualization, a better mm-hmm. self of self, you know, selfish people don't have a lot of good, <laughs> you know, self, things like that. But what we're talking about here is spiritual eternal kingdom stuff, standing before God on judgment day, mm-hmm. your works have zero value. In fact, apart from Christ, all of your works, no matter how good or bad they are in humans, have a negative value. Sure. Because they're not good enough. They're not complete enough. They're not done with the proper motivation. We don't need our good works. Mm-hmm. Now, again, just like we talked about with God, there's a difference of God commanding good works and needing good works. Mm-hmm. God commands us to do 
<clears throat> excuse me, to do good works, but that doesn't mean therefore our benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's just that response of worship. I just, you know, yeah. So finally, so yeah, here you get who into needs that. our good Martin, works? Martin Luther's quote, right? Yeah, your neighbor mm-hmm. needs yeah. your good works. Right, that the Luther quote, God doesn't need our your good works, but your neighbor does. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that is part of that pro, that that call to be a kingdom of priests of proclaiming mm-hmm. the excellencies of Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so probably where we want to end the discussion because we just hit the twenty minute mark on the episode, <laughs> and I was, oh man, I got just like just started. started seven yes. more hours right. of material just on this to talk Come about. Come to the refcon. <laughs> <laughs> Why does our neighbor need our good works? That's, you know, it's it's a big question, yeah. probably can't be answered that succinctly. The real answer to that question, theologically speaking, is the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Our daily bread. Mm-hmm. That's why our, na- our neighbor needs our good work. Because when we sit down at the dinner table, I know both of you have identical family situations to me. My family sits down at the dinner table. It's completely empty, set with... Empty plate, silverware, empty cups. We bow our heads. We pray the Lord's Prayer with our eyes closed. And after we say, give us this day our daily bread, when we open our eyes, an entire meal has been miraculously set on our table. That's how it works for you guys? Feels like Peter Pan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's how we get our daily bread, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely, right? And and I think we've talked about this before, but if not, when I originally went through this material in my church, Mm -hmm. we went step by step with how we literally get our literal daily bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it ended All up the being people being involved yeah, in that. Yeah. Like a thirty minute exercise. Oh the, and, the Panera Ferry doesn't come to your the house. Panera just, Ferry. <laughs> DoorDash might, but yeah. DoorDash. <laughs> Coburn's delivers for people living in the Twin Cities. But that's we came up with before I had to stop them because I just killed an entire hour of Bible study yeah. doing it or Sunday school doing it's it. It's a good exercise. Fifty three steps no, we got. I read to. through that actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. But God provides for us mm-hmm. through our neighbors, and that example is just about food. Yeah, and and right. everything else we have that mm-hmm. means God provides for our neighbors mm-hmm. through us. And this mm-hmm. is where that's a little of, bit where the gospel comes in. It's where the gospel comes in, where the idea of God's vocation comes in biblically. Mm-hmm. Luther called vocation the masks of God, mm-hmm. where God hides himself behind masks. He's mm-hmm. disguised by his creation as he provides for us. Mm-hmm. But just how he does it through the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ordinary, yep. and I think that's common, yep. regular. And I think that's the problem with uh, maybe American mm-hmm. Christianity is they want it to be a little more extraordinary. extraordinary. Yep. And then, then God has designed it to be. It is in the mundane. It is mm-hmm. in the ordinary that yeah. we love our neighbor as ourselves. That vocation is carried out yeah. as an act of worship. That, that's part of why I love vocation so much because it it shows you how God is at work in those Monday moments in my job, through mm-hmm. all the things that I'm doing to, um, outside of church. To kind of give a crass example that's well-intentioned, for every one Billy Graham in the church's history, there are literally thousands and maybe millions of pastors no one knows the name of that were faithful pastors to Billy Graham's parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. For one Martin Luther King Jr. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people 
who are simply being good neighbors to other, who are standing up for truth mm-hmm. on an everyday basis. Yeah. We are so addicted in the church to doing big things for God. And what God normally calls us to do is the normal everyday rote activities of our lives, like changing diapers, mm-hmm. like milking the cows, Mowing like the lawn. filing the TPS reports, taking <laughs> out like the garbage that. for your wife, mm-hmm. you know, you know, all of those family things. And, and that's what vocation looks like. So we should probably wrap it up vocation. here. Vocation. Vocation. Yeah, yes. All right. First um, Corinthians chapter seven, verse, verse 17, I think is really appropriate. I'll only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to them and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on vocation. God bless you and have a great week.